previously on my best friend's journal. And I think lead aliens friends are here. It says that very next lead aliens friends equal great. It's a small theater and they were like, yeah, <laughs> lead alien, yes. <laughs> um, I was on a reality competition <laughs> when I was like 14. It was a remake of the Partridge Family. I just found out Vera Ellen didn't actually sing in White Christmas. So much apartment looking. Every episode, you're looking for a new place to live. Every episode. Um, well, when we find the one... <laughs> he rolls his eyes at me. <laughs> we are going to talk about Feel Good. Uh, we don't, first of all, get a ton of lesbian shows. Like, I feel like there's far more gay male shows. One. It's a little so... like my butthole. <laughs> Two. It's tiny like my butthole. Three. Blow my tiny butthole. <laughs> Four. A tiny ball. <laughs> Five. Tiny ball. Five tiny buttholes. <laughs> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek. Grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred, I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal, let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Hello. Hello, Camronium. How are you? <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm so good. I'm back on that positive energy tea train. Oh yes, I can see that. We are back on a regular schedule of recording in the morning, and so that means caffeinated cam, and honestly, it works for me. It works for me as well. Like I like this mood, although I gotta tell you, the edit is hectic as all fuck. I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, last uh, last week's episode, the intro felt like I was listening to it at one and a half speed. It moved at a clip. In fact, <laughs> I dare you to listen to it at one and a half without throwing up. No, no, I, I reject your dare. Um, how you been, friend? Merry almost Christmas. <laughs> Merry almost Christmas. Um, it feels a tad early, but... I'm very much in the holiday place right now. This feels like it's going to be episode two of at least three, perhaps four Christmas episodes, to be honest with you. Brace yourself, bitches. I am great. Actually, I looked outside and I saw that it was flurrying for the first time, and I was like, oh God, I have to go for a walk. What do I do? I don't have anything I need. So I was like, you stamps, you need stamps. So I ran outside. I love the Mike Wessels version of it's snowing for the first time. It's absolute panic. I must experience this, but I must experience it for a reason. So I ran outside to get holiday stamps um, and it started flurrying even harder. I, I, I dare say it was almost snow. Would you say that it's snow? Someone's been watching some Bing Crosby. <laughs> Every time someone says snow, now I sing that from White Christmas because you inspired me last week to watch it. We will get to that in a moment. However, I learned something by listening back to our podcast because of a little something you added in, in during the edit. I did not know that Vera Ellen did not sing in that movie. And I got to say part of the magic is completely ruined for me i know and she's so like exaggerated with her facial movements when she's singing and i thought that was just like a matter of lip syncing in an old style movie but now i'm like oh this lady's just overcorrecting for the fact that that ain't her i know and i was i mean i was 
watching the movie thinking, wow, this woman is such a triple threat. And I we're know. more in the double threat situation. I mean, maybe she could sing, but she just her voice wasn't right for the part. I don't know. But yeah, Rosemary Clooney apparently dubbed her for Rosemary a lot of it. Rosemary Clooney and who's Trudy? Brandanowitz. Uh, Trudy. Who's Trudy Brandanowitz? I had it right here. I don't know. Uh, Mike Brandanowitz is a character from something. Okay. Uh, Trudy Stevens. Trudy Stevens. I mean, it's really not that uncommon in movie musicals. I just, I feel a little betrayed by Vera Ellen, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, cheers, Trudy. Uh, what was her last name? Stevens. Stevens. <laughs> cheers, Trudy Stevens. Uh, before I ruined the magic for you, I had it hold up. It's one of those that I grew up watching every year, and I just haven't uh, really since childhood felt the need to go back and rewatch it. So different as an adult. It's kind of like when we were talking about Beetlejuice, <laughs> very, <laughs> very different mm-hmm. movies. But um, I watched that for the first time in years on Halloween. And as an adult, I was like, oh, I understand so much more about this movie and the plot. Like my memory had kind of recreated a much simpler plot for both movies. Um, White Christmas was so magical. I kept Peter and I were trimming the tree, but hold on. This is my gayest moment, so do you want to... Gay, 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 gay. Thanks so much. So my gayest moment was trimming the tree and watching White Christmas. It was very fun, very gay. We were having a lovely just Christmassy Saturday, I think it was. And I kept yelling at Peter because he would be like distracted either with Christmas ornaments or something on his phone. And every time there was a production number, I'd be like, put your phone down. You have to watch this. <laughs> but it was so worth it because he was just open mouth. Like, I cannot believe what I'm seeing right now. It's so impressive. It really is. I know is. we already covered that. We don't have to. This is not a white Christmas podcast, but God damn it. So, so to be good. clear, your gayest moment was just demanding that your husband watch production numbers? It was just, I mean, it doesn't get much gayer than, like, you know, decorating with your husband while you watch an old Hollywood film and just, like, gay gasp every time someone comes on in a new beautiful dress. Would you say Halloween is gayer or Christmas is gayer? Because Halloween is usually, like, the holiday for the gays. Yeah, they call Halloween gay Christmas because gays love a costume. They have an excuse for, you know, a big rowdy party like that. Or an excuse to I, get up and drag if you don't normally do that. There is a colloquialism about being gay as Christmas. The Brits say camp as Christmas. I mean, there's something very gay about the holiday in general. I don't know if it's just the glitter and the majesty of it all. Dan Savage had a, a, a rant about this recently about how like how Christmas is just so gay and the war on Christmas by, you know, the <laughs> by the liberals is, is such a insane thing to say because we fucking love Christmas. And the fucking irony of it all that conservatives are the reason that Christmas may be canceled this year because there was no response to the pandemic because of that fucking monster in the White House. Also, his wife recently said on mic, Who gives a f- about Christmas stuff and decoration, but I need to do it, right? Yeah, but- Give me a f- break. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know what is gayer. I'm going to say Christmas is gayer because it's so much more of a song and dance. Halloween is exactly one night and Christmas is a full fucking season full of singing and glitter and presents and parties. And at least four episodes of MBFJ. And at least four <laughs> episodes of this shit. That said, it does make for easy gayest moments because my gayest moment is also Christmas themed. Um, I binged a show that I don't normally binge, and that is a reality dating show, but not just any reality dating show, a Christmas-themed reality dating show called The 12 Dates of Christmas. Oh my god, I'm so glad you're bringing this up on the podcast, because I have a lot to say about it. I mainly have a lot to say about the fact that you were raving for the first time about something that was not, like, NPR. It was... (laughs) 
usually when you call me and you you want to talk about content, it's because you listen to like an excellent episode of a political podcast or you listen to Barack Obama's audiobook, for <laughs> you example. You make me sound so boring. No. I do like consume some normal content too. I cannot think of anything less likely than you telling me that I need to watch like, a, what was it on HBO Max? An yeah. HBO Max shitty <laughs> Christmas themed reality show. By the way, there's still another episode coming out next week. Two more. I'm so excited. Two more. <laughs> I I thought it ended and I was like, what the fuck? They didn't even get like to the main whatever. This it felt like when I said I watched the first movie of uh, Lord of the Rings and it ended and I was like, that's not enough. <laughs> yeah, it's not normally my brand, but I don't know what to say. It's just kind of it hit the spot. It's this perfect marriage of super easy to watch. There's a gay lead, um, campy, Christmassy. It just had it all. Yeah, I mean, if you're open to this, I have uh, something to tell you about and it's called bravo because I know. you are going to lose your mind the quality and drama is so much higher on those shows so i feel like tell bravo, the people, doesn't, I mean, bravo doesn't really have like gay centered shows like there's there's housewives and there's andy cohen like there's a lot of camp and stuff but it's never i don't know it doesn't feel like it's um it focuses on gay characters no i don't think that's true i mean there's flipping out with jeff lewis who's like a very gay dramatic man there are multiple gay characters on the vanderpump shows but i want like Gay-centered romantic storylines, you know? Oh, so you want a gay bachelor. You want looking for Prince Charming. Ugh, they tried that. Yeah, finding Prince Charming was like the gay bachelor, but it did not. It just featured the worst stereotypes of gay people, and it was not good and did not get renewed. It wasn't a great thing for the gay community. <laughs> um. Okay, so now that I understand more of what you want, I, I get why you liked this show. Uh, it was It's very niche. I mean, Christmas television programming is brand new this year. I feel like it was always Christmas movies, just a million shitty Christmas movies. And now there's like series based around Christmas. Um, so tell the people why you liked it. I, I know there's two main reasons, but uh, everyone else should know as well. Number one, the narrator, Natasha Rothwell, who is also um, Issa's friend Kelly on Insecure. She's in a bunch of shit, but I think My that's the most recognizable. God, she's so funny so good sounds like she just got drunk and watched it and went ham on like whatever her stream of conscious was oh yeah she she made fun of the contestants she made fun of the producers she made fun <laughs> of the show itself she talked about how none of it made sense and how the drama was all made up like most episodes it was so fucking funny so funny she was the star of that show uh the other thing of course like i said already is that there was a gay lead and it's important to me to watch a, a character i can relate to yes but this fucker <laughs> if you haven't watched it um it's set up like the bachelor or the bachelorette except there's three different people trying to find their match and so there's this gay man a straight guy and a straight girl and they all sort of live up to the the dating show tropes but this gay guy in particular he is quoted as saying about one of these like suitors i'm having to work for his actual attention it's hot and this suitor (laughs) (laughs) you mean the one that obviously doesn't like him at all but he keeps around because he wants to fight for his affection yes this contestant (laughs) straight up says to the lead guy whose name is garrett by the way i am i'm not into it sorry like it's just let's be friends basically and fucking garrett's like ah he's not into it so he's the one and he he's pushing away these like sexy guys who are great matches who he seemed into at one time for this guy who's like i don't like you pathetic natasha the narrator comes in in like perfect style and says oh garrett you want the one you can't have which reminds me i need to call my therapist (laughs) (laughs) there is also one moment where one awful character comes in and tries to say that she plays this like very sexy game with her family every christmas and natasha rothwell just bumps in she's like what creative producers i mean family you have (laughs) she is everyone watching it um the show is trash i absolutely love it 
all this said, if I'm not on it next season, I will throw myself off a bridge. <laughs> this is the second time in my presence Mike has threatened to off himself if he's not cast on this show. <laughs> I'm perfect for it. <laughs> I love that you have a like a, a new a new goal in life, and that is to be on a reality television show. I too bad you fucking left Southern California because that was, I mean, an opportunity missed, perhaps. I've I've been on. I have a pretty good track record with getting cast in these things. I, obviously, the Partridge Family one, but also mm-hmm. I was in The Price Is Right, and third, I got selected for you know those um, whoever can stay in the car longest wins the car uh, games that they do in Isn't like that the musical you did. I did a musical of <laughs> it as well. Hard body, <laughs> you know, but it's based off real contests, and I actually got selected for one of those contests when I was seventeen. Missed it because I had ten missed voicemails, and my stupid seventeen-year-old ass did not pay attention. Checked them all months later, and was like, "Fuck." It was. Oh, uh, that's crazy! It the the game was to like you had to stay in a glass, uh, basically a storefront in a in a local mall and be on display for whoever you know whoever did it the longest won this car and like ten thousand dollars or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I would have definitely won. You would have shot right there in the corner of, the, of your container <laughs> in front of God and everyone. Totally, nobody would have been able to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> So that said, I think I'm perfect reality show material. Yeah, if anyone out there is in reality show casting and they need a complicated gay character, I've got, I've got well, a, a gay character. <laughs> I've got a swarthy, sassy friend I can put you in touch with. I got to tell you, it was really beautiful to watch you uh, really discover the joys of trashy reality television. Um, so congratulations, welcome. Thank you so much. One more little bit of content that I would like to recommend is. Um, a Hulu original movie. A lot of people have probably already watched this, especially because everyone in the world is obsessed with Dan Levy right now. Um, but it is that I love that. I just like named the one male character <laughs> in the entire movie when it's actually a lesbian love story. Yes. The happiest season on Hulu starring Kristen Stewart, Aubrey Plaza, and that other white woman that I don't know whose name. Yeah. I don't know who don't the know second lead is, um, but she's, yeah, she's not the draw. She's actually, pretty fucking unlikable this is the second time like two out of two lesbian romances i've seen this year where one of the women is so ashamed of being gay and of her partner that she goes to all lengths to hide her partner from her friends and family and it's it's like what what was the other one uh feel good the may martin one we talked about many months ago that was this year it was like march baby or may maybe i don't know my god i don't remember anything other than i really liked that show how was that this year it feels like that i watched that five years ago i know that's the story of 2020 they've there's all kinds of lists that are like remember this this and this thing from 10 years ago that was this year wow Um, well also we were all so locked down in march that we watched that in like one day so that was really just a blip on the radar that's true anyway i i'm thrilled that there's some like lesbian centered romances but it's like kind of a shame that i've only seen two and both of them have the same theme where i feel like we're kind of lagging in the lesbian area we've we've talked so much about how gay male romances have kind of advanced in the call me by your name situations and the god's own country where it's not a coming out or embarrassment thing and i feel like the lesbian films are behind they're still coming out well i don't know if i would agree with that i don't know if it's behind or if we're telling a very different story because a lot of the time we lump gay and lesbian stories together but there is a much um 
So there, there's a whole different side of the story when it comes to lesbian romances, because for women, uh, generally speaking, women's sexuality is much more fluid than men's, much less black and white, gay or straight. A lot of women fly, fall somewhere in the middle of the Kinsey scale. Okay. That's why many women come out later in life. Many women, um, there, there are many more instances of women finding a long-term lesbian partner after they've already been married to a man. So I think there is a whole different kind of set of stories to tell there because it's really common in the lesbian community. Community. I so like- I, uh, all that to say that I just I don't know that it's like behind or if we just haven't told these stories yet for for lesbians. There's just generally less representation of gay women as according to my radar, which may or may not be true. No, there, so there definitely is like that. That's indisputable. But I think that we're I think that we're kind of arguing two sides of the same coin that we've already had a chance to see stories like these in the gay male centered content world. But I am saying that maybe those are kind of different stories in general, even though they feel similar, they are uh, like, they're, they're, they're pretty different. That's fair. There's definitely not enough content, but also it's not an apples to apples comparison. Anyway, the point is I've seen exactly two lesbian centered stories this year, and they both have the same damn closeted plot point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I should say, I love this movie. It's delightful. It's got a lot of the ingredients of a a classic Christmas rom-com. It's got a bunch of good queer characters as well. Dan Levy's a freaking treat. Um, Um, I got to tell you, it's the only time I've ever liked Kristen Stewart. I thought she was great. She's delightful. I think she's funny. It's fun to see her play. It's the way I felt about getting a gay character in my voiceover a few weeks ago. I'm like, great. She gets to play a gay character. Like she is gay. Why should she not? You know? Yep. And also like she's, she's not a butch lesbian, but she is like, there's something very lesbian about how she presents in this movie, just in like how she carries herself and how, how she's styled, I guess. And there's a a joke in there very early on about, uh, you know, someone not knowing that she's gay and Dan Levy's like, have they never seen a lesbian before? (laughs) He, we should say is, he plays David, which is wonderful. He, yes, he's David Rose from Schitt's Creek with a different name. <laughs> it's lovely. I, unfortunately, uh, I think that's all he's going to play for a very long time until he really tries to do something else. <laughs> yeah, it may be all that he can play, but I don't really care. He's great at it. It's um, so fun. Also, one last thing I wanted to say is that Aubrey Plaza, <gasps> yes. I've never liked her more. She is one of the most likable characters in that cast, for sure. She's she's a, a very normal, good, well-written character, I think, for for a frivolous comedy such as this. Certainly a content wreck. It's like Family Stone vibes, but for 2020. Love it. Check it out. Absolutely check it out. Did you love the neglected little sister? <laughs> and I'm Junies. <laughs> oh my God, she's Junies. <laughs> okay, for real last thing to say about this movie, there is a little sister who I believe her name is Janice, and they try and represent her as this like outcast, like annoying little sister. Trying too hard. Trying too hard, um, just like socially unaware. She is a highlight of this movie. She's so fucking funny, but also I don't know how else to say this except for I feel like they were leaning into Kristen Wiig's character as Junice on that <laughs> SNL sketch when they were writing her on, on the um, Lawrence Welk show. The Lawrence Welk show. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the greatest SNL skits of all time. Pretty sure I just said SNL scats. One of the greatest SNL skits of all time. The SNL scats are, it's a much different <laughs> collection. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Well that was literally I mean, what? Oh shit. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, slow today. Slow on the uptake. All right. We spent a lot of time talking about fictional characters. Should we get into some of my favorite nonfiction about myself? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, thrilled. Merry fucking Christmas, bitch. <laughs> Girl, I've got a mind list.
Beautiful. <laughs> Here we are, back in the journal. It's November of 2015. We just finished Thanksgiving. Anything else to get uh, off your chest <laughs> to, to tell the people? Uh, <laughs> no, just the crusty remains of my cum from this morning. Oh, <laughs> gross. I'm just kidding. Sorry, mom. I really mom. hope you don't just let it dry there. And put a shirt on over it and just start recording and think I'll deal with this later. Let it crust in my chest hair. Gross. Remember that one guy who made me just roll over and go to bed in the sheets? Oh, I do. In college. I, I was in high school. He was an older man. I thought he knew better. Lesbians? Do you think lesbians? <laughs> lesbians? <laughs> well, it just makes me think, like, there's certainly going to be wetness, but there's not the same... Well, there might be the same kind of amount of cum. I don't really know. But I feel like lesbian cleanup might be easier after lesbian sex. Although, I guess you're probably just very wet everywhere. Everything's just covered after sex, no matter who yeah. is... No Faces matter what and... genders are involved. Yeah. That's true. One should really rinse. Okay, so it's November 24th. Nope, it's not. It's November 27th, 2015. We recently finished Thanksgiving. Anything else? No, I finished a little kids show. We had Thanksgiving. I made some bland food, and here we are. (laughs) Great. All right, so you packed and drove back with Chris and his girlfriend. Chris, your brother. Had to wait at their place for um, some guy to be available. I'm going to call this guy Doc. Who is this person? This is uh, the... Okay, real throwback here. Remember Lead Alien from that weird show I did forever ago? Who could forget? Yeah. She, was, she hated cats. Yes, yeah. She tried to kill our roommate's cat. Uh, no, not kill it. Tried, she tried to lose it. <laughs> Oops, where's your kitty? Um, <laughs> um, this is one of her friends who came to our show. He was like a fancy Upper East Side gay. Oh, I guess West Side. Yeah, one of the one of the rich gays that came and heckled. Yeah. Well, they, it was good heckling. They were like, yeah, Lude Elliot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so now I'm going to do. Didn't you say these guys were hot? Hot? Hot. Yeah, they were super cute. <laughs> um, and just like fun party gays. Anyway, I'm going to live with one of them. I'm taking Lead Alien's room for just a couple weeks. I'm subletting before I. What? So I have to get back to the city. I don't have an apartment <sighs> yet. <laughs> it's the cutest apartment, too. I loved it. I had such like. I was only there for the holidays, oh, basically. Weird. It was lovely. You're living with a rich gay and he has a cute apartment? So strange. <laughs> Not rich. I don't know why. He just, like, dressed well and, like, prioritized being fancy. Not rich. Just okay. bad priorities. <laughs> <laughs> Not rich. Just deep debt. But, yeah, the most beautiful coat I've ever seen. Um, all right. So you watched some comedy specials and then finally made the long haul with bags to 180th and pinehurst good you want to just like drop the gps uh, (laughs) coordinates in there too bitch you don't live there anymore then you smoked with uh a drag queen and doc a drag queen well i gave i I said that because you wrote aja and that's the only aja i know oh i don't know who that is sorry aja i have no idea probably a friend of the of doc this is not the drag queen aja it is not i have smoked with exactly one drag queen and that was aptly Laganja Saranja. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, okay. Was, she, was it before or after she's on the show? After. Cool. Um, okay. On November 28th, love the new apartment. 
cleaned lead aliens dirty room sorry lead <laughs> but alien. the rest is great <laughs> honestly i'm like the i'm like the sublet fairy when i go in there i uh, leave like you get your room back way better than it was when before i was like there the campground rule <laughs> yes exactly another dan savagism that's actually a just a national parks like outdoors person rule which is leave no trace or leave it nicer than you found it yes and dan savage uses that to say like if you're dating a less experienced person to make sure you leave them in at least as good condition as when you found them and not um, better damaged or traumatized (laughs) (laughs) it's a good rule you said julie and i went to alice exhibit at lincoln center then dinner then you watched home alone 2 at her place on dykeman fuck donald (laughs) but lol read dykeman (laughs) (laughs) we are children all right november 29th met julie and rushed hamilton with alex and zach bet you didn't get it didn't (laughs) uh hung at alex's then uptown to grocery shop went to les chalet in washington heights with doc and jacob lakayla lakayla yeah it's irish it's my favorite little uh place up there little irish bar little pub um yeah it's like the public house it like split there was a, a right side which was like cute little dining left side which was like then a there pub. was a wrong side <laughs> the okay. wrong side and then upstairs <laughs> it was it's very cute any washington hider probably loves Lakela. okay great um musical theater songs with a pianist oh yeah so we were just there for a drink but then like the bar side had a just like a karaoke piano where people were singing musical oh, theater i want to go to a bar i know lola uh, me too uh, <laughs> I'm I'm never going to not bemoan that until I can go fucking to a crowded bar. Uh, you know what? I don't even want to go to a crowded bar so much. I want to go to like a hotel bar and then I want to yeah. go to a gay club. Yeah. I want to uh, go have a martini and sit at the bar and talk to a cute bartender and then go to a gay club and take off my shirt and touch strangers. Is that gonna, too much to ask? It is. It is too much to ask right now. But yeah, I'm feeling the same. <sighs> I don't want to take my shirt off, but I do want to say. Take your shirt off in my fantasy. I You're fantasizing a lot about me. It's kind of weird. Um <laughs> I just meant join me in my fantasy. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, I said this to my friend. The other, he posted like a throwback from a year ago and he was looking cute at a holiday party. I will say this by first acknowledging that like things are for me personally are pretty fucking fine. I have it. I'm like good as far as a pandemic goes. Could be much worse. But I feel like everyone has their own things they were cheated out of. Lots of high schoolers missing proms. Lots of college kids missing that experience. For me, I'm like I'm in I'm in like prime season this is when i want to this is like when i'm gonna feel and look my cutest and i'm wasting i'm throwing away like prime going out years oh oh (laughs) i i couldn't tell if you meant by prime season you meant you look best in fall colors or if you meant like this is the perfect age for you to go out and like chase tail yeah that one early 30s are like a real it's kind of it's the beautiful time what (laughs) nothing you say the late 30s bitch i am 31 (laughs) no I do think 30s is like the sweet spot where you're not un- as unstable as you might have been in your 20s, but you still have that party spirit, you know? Yeah. 30s are a really fun decade. I completely agree with you. And I'm sorry that you're missing that, you know. Are you not? Experience <laughs> currently. Of Well, I mean, I guess I am. But like you have like the the ability to go out and like date and like, you know, hook up and stuff like that. I'm like not as concerned about that i wish i could go dance with my friends yeah but uh it's less about the like the fun of that chase even i would like to dance right now i would love to go do drugs with you and dance somewhere <laughs> oh, from your lips to god's ears are you listening are you there god it's us faggots <laughs> what were we supposed to do oh right before the pandemic we were supposed to take drugs and see celine dion well we were gonna uh, a different order but we were gonna go 
we, we were going to see Celine Dion. We had box tickets to Celine Dion at the Staples Center. Ugh. And then we were going to go do drugs and dance all night. And alas, we were robbed of that opportunity. And uh, just going to bookend this with complaining about nothing here. Everyone's got their shit and this is pretty light. But oh, I can still yeah. want. I, yeah, I, I do not feel bad about missing it, but I'm not going to I'm not saying that, you know, it's it's detrimental to my well-being. I'm just saying it for posterity. On the 30th of November, 2015, you took a long trip to Brooklyn to see an apartment. It's like apartment hunting is your hobby this year. And by this year, I do mean 2015. It's like you loved it so much. You I don't know stop. what to tell you, man. I need somewhere to live. <laughs> no, the, I, there's nothing to say. There's no there's no rebuttal. It's just it, it feels like I've read the word apartment in the context of you seeing a new one or shopping for one or hunting for one. So many times it is making my head spin. It just makes me realize what a freaking easy time I had relatively getting this apartment I'm currently in. I looked online. I looked at like two places on zoom or whatever and then landed on this one all within maybe two or three weeks that never happens it did happen very quickly yeah Yeah. it's like apartment is to this part of the journal as c day is to all the other parts of the (laughs) journal all right the apartment was nice but i really don't want to live in brooklyn michaela does ugh still (laughs) waiting to hear when i'm working for 911 what Uh, is that staffing 911 yeah catering okay not the show yeah, or th- I was the the service. <laughs> the service, yeah. Still waiting to hear if I'm on call for my emergency duties as a nine one one operator. Oh, you would be very ill suited to that job. Do you know I once I I did a Teen Talk hotline in um, high school. What is Teen Talk? Teen Talk was um, it was like split into two divisions. There was literal Teen Talk where you would answer phone calls for distressed people. This is before the internet had all the um, resources, resources it has now. And okay. so it was that it was a helpline for teens and then also a like homework help for younger kids. Um, okay. And I was not very good at the homework help to tell you the truth. I was like, I don't know, <laughs> man, the fourth grade math is tough. Um, but I got two different suicide calls. Um, Whoa. I know. Isn't that like dramatic? Did you have like a script? Did you have someone that you were supposed to like hand that off to? I can't imagine, actually, I did the right thing, but I just, like, listened to the person and talked. I didn't really offer any advice. I just was, like, some an ear. Um, there wasn't really a script. I just, like, was there. And I think, in that case, anyway, the both calls ended well. They, like, just needed to talk, it seemed like. Um, but thinking oh, back, I'm like, scary. that's scary. Yeah, that could have been traumatizing for you as well. I mean pretty short-sighted of them to not understand that if you're doing like a teen helpline that you're going to get some like serious mental health things like I there mean, should be someone to hand that off to selective memory over here the prop maybe there was and i wasn't doing the right things you know oh, but fair enough yeah anyway closest thing i ever did to that was in college i signed up to i worked i think exactly one shift in the um like alumni building doing calls trying to get people to donate to the university and that was the most miserable thing i've ever done so i never did that again i cannot handle it i have my college's like fundraising number saved in my phone as ithaca college senior class do not answer um because they are constant <laughs> i'm like contact me when i can afford what i've already charged uh-huh. they ask me for money and i haven't paid for the tuition yet it drives me insane yeah it's it's crazy and not that they would know that but still it's like it, oh god have a little bit of understanding at least and how you approach these calls that like 90% of your students are in hawk ups for their eyeballs because it's a very expensive school. Totally. I would say call 40 and above and perhaps they still haven't paid it, but there's going to be a better chance than calling your 23 year old recent grads. Yeah. That's very obnoxious. 
I think I asked my alma mater to take me off their list. I haven't gotten a call in a long time, which is great. Oh, I should probably answer next time and do the same. Um, okay. So, sorry, finishing up November 30th. Um, waiting to hear when you're working. Doc, your roommate, made a nice dinner and Katie came home? I think another roommate, yeah. Okay. It was so, like, sweet. Like, they, they had it decked out for Christmas. He's always cooking and, like, anytime whoever was there was eating the meal, it wasn't a normal, like, sublet situation. It was like, we're all... It was just so cozy and lovely. This is that's very nice. Absolute favorite sublet ever, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> the past two days, you have written in the margins "smoked." So, were you using this as your weed journal as well? I, I've recently stopped writing "smoked" when it became a regular occurrence. Like, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, we can assume." I also don't write "showered." You know? Um, <laughs> Are you smoking a lot of weed in Philly? No, actually, I've smoked like three times since I've been here. I've had. And I, I literally mean smoked. I've had more edibles than that. But in the last, uh-huh. in the last like month, I think I've been high maybe four times. Okay, a lot that's less than very different than how you used to live. That's neither bad nor good. It's just different. Yeah, I the smoking situation is tough because I can't smoke in this building. If I right. the way my apartment is laid out, if I try and smoke out the window, it absolutely gets into other people's apartments, um, which is just rude. So smoking's off the table, and I don't always want to. An edible is like a full. It's a commitment. If you have an edible, you are in for the night. That's you're gonna get fucked up. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, you can have smaller amounts, but smoking is nice because it's a quick little relaxation. It lasts for a tiny bit and it goes away. And I don't always want to commit to a full evening of being high. You know? Yeah, I do know. All right, fair enough. Um, on December first, twenty fifteen, you said good deed for the day. Oh, <laughs> good deed for the day. Delivered blue apron across the street after wrongly delivered here. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that episode of Broad City when Alana gets that package from Larry and David, Alana and Jaime. Um, or when Chandler and Rachel get the cheesecake. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Mama's old cheesecake or whatever it was. <laughs> but, so I like <laughs> opened it up um, because I thought it was my roommate's and it's a it need to go in the fridge. So I was going to unpack it. Um, and then I like started to, I think I fully unpacked it in the fridge, like removed everything just to get it safe and my roommate was like oh no i don't i don't have that service and i was like fuck (laughs) so i (laughs) packed it all up nicely and then i found the address i brought it over i wrote a little (laughs) note explaining i was like it's opened up it was sent to the wrong address it's all safe i just wanted to make sure you got it i just put it like explain what happened and Uh i think i got a note back later that was like thank you so much that was so sweet i felt very good about doing the simplest of deeds that's so nice i thought you were gonna say you prepared the meal and then brought them leftovers (laughs) (laughs) brought them leftovers can you imagine i brought you a plate of your food (laughs) so you brought the blue apron across the street it was nasty weather you slept even nicer deed i did it in the rain uh tap my shoulder tap it pat i think is the word we use (laughs) (laughs) tap your own shoulder excuse me sir sir good job (laughs) Uh, you schlepped, misspelled, to East Harlem to get 911 checks. How did I spell it? With no C. So helped. No, it's just schlepped, not schlepped, you know? <laughs> Schle- wow. Say that again? Schlepped, not schlepped. <laughs> I really, really wet that up. I was uh, hooking up with a Slovakian on a ship, and he would constantly tell me how to like say things. He'd be like, it's not... Exactly that. He's like, it's not schlepped. It's schlepped. And I'm like, I don't hear a difference. <laughs> I was kidding. There wasn't really a difference in what I said. I just made it really, I just made it a little wetter. We've talked about it before. He was the fitness trainer at the gym. Oh, yeah. You motorboated yeah. that muscle ass. Muscle ass. Muscle ass does not sound sexy. Just muscle sound- butt? 
Motorboating a muscle ass sounds like breaking your nose. <laughs> Remember um, the beautiful turn of phrase. Cold, mu- hard, muscle. Cu- <laughs> <laughs> Etched into my Took memory. the words out of my mouth. Wait, what was that from? Some, I don't know. Were you watching some porn or something? Oh, I can't remember what that was. Damn. Now I, <laughs> now I want to know. He's a porn star and he always posts these, like these erotic stories. Like this is at Johnny D underscore eight on Instagram. <laughs> Even though I wasn't prepared, I knew he had trained my hole to take him with little effort. So I spit on my hand and began lubing my cold, dry muscle c- we're back in december 1st you saw hannah and daddy i think that means daddy long legs but i don't really care it's it's daddy the musical it's about a sugar baby and uh (laughs) i guess it's just pretty woman um which i've never seen <gasps> really yeah it's just okay. like I'm uninterested. once we're through no you're not uninterested big mistake <laughs> big mistake huge once we get through this holiday content we're circling back to pretty woman because it it's real good all right i'm in okay good is that the one is that the i'm just yeah, a girl it's not the one <laughs> standing in front of a boy i'm just a girl uh, standing in front of a boy asking to get railed uh no that's not that one is it is it you're asking Is someone it? who hasn't seen it. <laughs> I can't remember what that's from. No. Uh, now I have to look that up. That is a Julia Roberts monologue. It's Hook. She's she's uh, Tinkerbell. Oh. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to never grow up. No, it's Notting Hill. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Peter Pan. Hook. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. On December 2nd. Horrible getting through crowd for tree lighting event at Saks by Rockefeller Center. Why did you go to that? I was working. Oh, you were working. Easy and boring event. Great. Blake complimented my outfit. Blake is the uh, owner of that company. He's um, they refer to him as Shooter McGavin. He looks like Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore and kind of behaves the same. He's kind of like always in a fancy (laughs) suit, slicked back hair, kind of skeezy, like. I don't know, would drive a Porsche if it meant getting his dick sucked. That kind of guy. Okay. Um, the only reason it's of note that he gave me a compliment is because there's like a hundred people here and he's in charge of how much you make and whether or not you work. And so he's like, look, this is the way you're supposed to dress or whatever. So that makes, that means. Oh, nice. I will get better jobs. Thanks, Shooter. On December 3rd, four hours commuting to and from Coney Island for an event. Gross. That was canceled. Oh, no. my God. I was. Absolutely not. So so fucking livid so fucking livid it took me two hours to get there we show up and there's an entire other team of people from the same staffing company they just like fucked up somehow and double booked it and we got there they're like oh sorry guys yeah you're actually not on today isn't that like the end of the e-train or something like the end of brooklyn it is the end of a train i don't know which one maybe the e but it is it's two hours it is not that's i'm not exaggerating it is literally two hours from where i was yikes um well you said need to make sure i get paid and then in the margin uh you updated on oh my god uh-huh when when a did I get- year later you got paid on this is december 3rd 2015 you got paid on december 1st 2016 um so there's a five hour minimum michael i know i this is you chased five hours of pay for a year it was principal at this point and i'm it's up. well yeah I am, I, I'm, I'm proud of you it happens 
all the time. That musical I did with Lead Alien, my last paycheck I had to chase down. That uh, bonus I was supposed to get from my first cruise contract, chased it down for two months. And this fucking thing for a year. I was like, people, just pay me. Just pay me what you promised. It is. It makes me so fucking mad. But yeah, I chased wow. it down and I got my fucking money. A Shoot year later. Gavin, you better fucking pay up. One more update. I did my taxes in um, February of this year. And I just got my return two weeks ago. You finally got it? I finally got it two weeks ago. Thank God. How many more times did you call the IRS? Because you were on the phone with them because it was late when we were driving through Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't call the IRS again. I just annoyed my accountant until she got some answers. And like, I guess I understand that one because um, Donald Trump removed the government. So there was nobody there working. <laughs> wow. I'm really glad you got it, though. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Ten months late. Um, end of this day, end of December 3rd, you came home and watched The Wiz live and had pizza and wine with Sam, our nicest friend. Oh, yeah. So fun. All right. December 4th, uh, visited apartment on Hancock. <laughs> Do um, you want to skip got... the apartment hunting? <laughs> <laughs> nope. I just want you to know that it annoys me. Got food poisoning from Subway. Oh, dear. That's what you get for eating at a Subway. Did I? Yeah. Canceled on Ted for dinner and spent evening vomiting and nauseous. Oh, so yeah. gross. Honestly, I can't even smell a subway, and I've never gotten food poisoning there. Watched Mrs. Doubtfire for distraction. <laughs> it's a good distraction. On December 5th, absolutely wiped out, but got myself to work in Tribeca at private Christmas party. Pretty easy and got $200 tip. Wow, that's nice. That apartment was insane. Tell me more. Love apartment porn. I got to see so many gorgeous New York City apartments from this gig. I don't know specifically what this one was like, but... I was in private homes on Park Avenue and like gorgeous four-story brownstones and uh, these places had racquetball courts and movie theaters and giant spiral staircases and I just remember one specifically had this full wall of windows like just above the trees overlooking Central Park. It was stunning and these people were like, oh, this is just our uh, transition home while we look for something better and I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm in a transition sublet as well too. Very similar. (laughs) (laughs) Some fancy shit. December 6th, you worked Nike skateboard event. Oh, as, as the talent, I hope. As the skateboard. <laughs> uh, I planked on four wheels the whole time. Just um, let people go to town. Just <laughs> see me on the half pipe. Uh, worked Nike skateboard event at Lorimer. Short and easy. Hung with B2, smoked a lot, and Skyped Janine. Oh, yeah. Janine was doing some, like, strange Christmas tour. She was singing for some kind of off-brand Cirque du Soleil thing. It was called, like, Cirque du Soleil or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You ate at Toad Style, though I don't have much appetite still. What is Toad Style? Uh, I guess they serve frogs only. I have no idea. Yeah, that's a really gross name for a restaurant, TBH. Um, All right, December 7th, dropped off laundry and cleaned, apartment hunt with Mick and... Oh, and Melly. I thought I was going to say kick. About to find our actual apartment, so get ready. Oh, good. I'm so ready. I'm hard. Um, (laughs) Gross. (laughs) You saw one apartment in Julie's building in Inwood. Pretty, but too small. It was tiny. You saw one bet... Tiny, like (laughs) my... 
Oh, come on, finish it. <laughs> tiny like my tiny butthole. <laughs> Yay! Um, <laughs> really, really tickles me. Thank you. <sighs> Let's see here. So you saw one tiny butthole apartment in Inwood. You saw one bad apartment in Brooklyn. One huge in Crown Heights, Old Charm. You ate it. Lay collect. What? How do you say it again? Lakela. The Irish place. <laughs> you ate it, Lakela, with Michaela. Uh, yeah. So fun. Um, and then you watched Meet Me in St. Louis with current roommates. Oh, so fun. That's so Christmassy. I've never watched also, it. Also, Meet Me in St. Louis is what Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is from. Oh, my God. Why have I not seen any classic Christmas movies except for, like, White Christmas is the only old one I've ever seen. And then we watched Home Alone and Christmas Vacation every year on repeat. It's whatever stuck in your mind when you were a kid and in, in like the peak of magical christmas time because that's like that's yeah. what becomes your nostalgia christmas i really want to see miracle on 34th street i do want to see it's a wonderful life even though i do hear it's pretty dark it's the he's just like an angry man which i don't i mean i get uh, whatever it's a classic i suppose i have to tell the people we've talked about it on here a bunch of times before my dad wrote a porno uh one of my favorite podcasts is they do a christmas special every year it's not a full season usually it's one episode this year it's two because uh the dad wrote an extra special extra long story they had to split up between episodes but the porn story is loosely based on it's a wonderful life <laughs> and it is so oh, insane delightful merry christmas indeed <laughs> okay well that brings us to december 7th that means that if we stop here we will actually hit christmas next episode which comes out right before christmas it will be a Capiche? All, it is going to be a first that we're on the exact right time and on christmas it's perfect i'm so excited also capiche was uncle jesse's catchphrase <laughs> You stand a full house reference. Uh, uh, did we hear a John Stamos reference at best? <laughs> oh, you love you. No, you love full house. You talk about it all the time. Don't pretend like you don't. I'm embarrassed because of Candace fucking Burgess, whatever her name is. <laughs> her name is not Candace. Candace Burgess. Was that a Candace Bergen? Mishap? Candace Bergen. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> Candace Cameron Bure. She can sashay away. Yeah, bye. Um, did we hear from any listeners this week, Mike, before we goo? Yes, we did. I said before we goo, and I had a friend in high school who used to talk about a, a vaginal phenomenon that I didn't know about. Vaginal that, um, sometime, phenomenon. Sometimes you'll just be sitting there and you feel a little bit of moisture drop into your panties, and she called that gooing. She'd be like, oh, I just gooed. <sighs> <laughs> good, good. Um <laughs> has no uh, yeah (laughs) has no reaction i don't know what to contribute nothing to say so rare that you're speechless so listener mail there is actually one perfect one i just have to read because of uh because of the timing with this episode he just said episode this episode (laughs) love it when you say it like that this is from clayton on instagram he said just listen to your 76th episode love 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 listening to your podcast i awaited every week i was a bit disappointed not to hear any tiny b-hole but still a great show (laughs) you heard it cam give the people what they want um (laughs) when are you gonna give us a tiny butthole supercut i already gave you one bitch you don't even listen to this goddamn show I do too. I just forgot that you already did it. Why? Why am I at sea? What is going on with your <laughs> camera right now? I took my phone off of the mount uh, that it was on while we record to check for our listener mail, and now I'm gently moving my phone around. And, and Cam needs some drama. Mean. I'm gonna puke into this pop filter. Why, Jeff Subway? <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for writing in about your tiny buttholes or whatever that was. Um, my tiny butthole, I suppose. 
If you want more of My Best Friends Journal, you can find us online at mybestfriendsjournal.com. That's where our merch store lives. Order now if you want anything by Christmas. Yeah, honestly. Stocking stuffers. Maybe order mm. last week. Good luck. <laughs> check check what the website says. We don't know. We don't make it. Um, you can find us on Instagram at MBFJ Podcast. You can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. And uh, if you haven't yet done so, please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review on iTunes. Uh, that's the best Christmas gift you could give us. No, the best gift you can get is a bidet. I've said this already. Send me a bidet. <laughs> you can't ask everyone for a bidet. I feel like your mom's got that online. She doesn't like to online order, and I don't know where you can where there's a brick and mortar that sells bidets, so I might be out of luck. <laughs> Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, friend, uh, until next time, always remember... If you or anyone you know is casting a gay reality dating show, I'm here, I'm queer, and I'm castable. Extremely castable. Castable. <laughs> and Cam's drunk. Ex- he did those Celine Dion drugs after all. <laughs> I say it as the Celine gave us the drugs. <laughs>